All right, welcome back for the first time in 2023. It is a new year, a new episode of the Baseball Banter, our first episode of the new year. Um, we have reached spring training, uh, full squad workouts, pitchers and catches reported last week, uh, right after the Super Bowl. And it is almost baseball season. You could almost taste it. There are spring training games, I believe, starting on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, we are just a month out, a little more than a month out from opening day. Opening day set for Thursday, March 30th. And, you know, what I'm looking forward to the most is the competition that we're going to have, especially in the National League. You know, we talk about... You know, what the Phillies did in the offseason coming off their uh, World Series appearance, losing to the Houston Astros. You know, the Braves and Mets won 101 games last year. And that is going to be the best battle to watch all year. The battle between the Dodgers and Padres. Dodgers dominated the division last year as they have, with the exception of uh, 2021, for the, you know, for the past decade. The NL West has been theirs. Is it going to be theirs this year? Or do the San Diego Padres have something to say about that? You know, the Padres got the best of them in the division series. Um, three games to one. And the battle between those two teams during the regular season this year is going to be absolutely fascinating. The NL Central, with the improvement of the Chicago Cubs, um, you get the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals, who were in contention for the postseason last year. Obviously, the Cardinals won the division, and the Brewers just missed out on a wild card spot. You know, we'll give thoughts on that as well. And, you know, it's gonna it's going to be a fun and tremendous year um, in the National League, in the American League as well. I mean, you know, the rise of the Seattle Mariners after making the postseason last year for the first time in twenty one years. You have the World Series champion Houston Astros in that division as well. Um, you have the Rangers making a bunch of moves in the offseason like we talked about um, on some of the baseball banters back in December, you know, with them signing uh, Jacob DeGrom, with them signing Nathan Avaldi, um, you know, so, you know, bolstering that pitching rotation to go with a lot of the guys that they signed uh, two years ago for um, for their lineup, like Corey Seager and, and Marcus Simeon, most notably. So the American League West is going to be interesting this year. Uh, what happens with Shohei Otani? How good are the Angels going to be this year? I, I can't see him being that great. Um, so there's a potential with him becoming a free agent at the end of the year. Um, there's every chance that he will uh, get traded, and we'll see where he would go. Um, you had the Carlos Correa saga um, with him, and, and, and it ended up with him being uh, returning to the Minnesota Twins. Um, you know, what does that do in the American League Central Division, right? You're coming off a year where the Guardians won the division um, on the strength of tremendous pitching. They signed Josh Bell in the offseason to, uh, to help their lineup. And, um, you, know, we'll, you know, we'll see if there's a little more offense for, um, for, the, for the Guardians this year. You know, we'll see what the White Sox are. They were one of the prohibitive favorites in the American League coming into 2021, uh, 2022. 
And, um, you know, they were very, very disappointing and finished under 500 last year. So the AL Central has a lot of good storylines. And, and, of course, in the America League East, is this the year that the Blue Jays hype finally pans out? I mean, what it, you know, what's happened over the last couple of years is, uh, yeah, a playoff performance, and but some, but some diff, but this, some disappointing endings, uh, for a team with expectations to win a World Series, and they really haven't come all that close. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, you could never discount because the way that they run their organization, even though they don't spend a ton of money. Their developmental department has been tremendous. And Kevin Cash is a tremendous owner. So, I mean, I'm sorry, he's a tremendous manager. So, um, you know, we'll see what the Rays look like. I can't say I expect all that much. Um, obviously, the Orioles should be much improved uh, again this year after a very, very promising 2022 season. Um, they have a lot of great young players, and their farm system is starting to pay off because their best prospects are reaching the upper levels of the minor leagues, and some of it, like Adley Rushman, have reached the big leagues. So we'll see what they are. And then, obviously, the New York Yankees. Um, the Yankees bolstering their rotation in the offseason with Carlos Rodon. They re-signed Aaron Judge like they needed to. But a lot of questions remain for them. You know, now they're dealing with the Frankie Montas injury. You know, Montas out for the year, or likely out for the year with a shoulder injury. Likely going to have shoulder surgery if he hasn't already. Um, You know, Nestor Cortez, even though he says, you know, he should be fine uh, to go and be ready for opening day. He's dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue. Um, that same hamstring that I believe plagued him last year in the postseason. And, you know, the Yankees certainly have some questions. And some questions that fans wanted answered and that they didn't have answered. Which was getting rid of Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks. And that they, 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 and that they didn't do. So, it'll be interesting to see what their roles are going forward, and how much outfield are we going to see out of Giancarlo Stanton. I think that's the number one key because he says he feels more comfortable in the outfield. It gets him in a better rhythm. And and granted, it's, it, it's true. I mean, you're sitting around all day. Yeah, you go, you can go underneath and go work in the cage and Work, you know, work in between at bats, but you're doing a lot of sitting around. You can only do so much of that as the as the designated hitter, you know. So you're more engaged in the action in the field, um, but you worry about his health, and you want and you need him to get through the season, right? He's been relatively healthy the last couple of years, but you still have to worry about the big injury with Giancarlo Stanton. So. Lots of good storylines across the league. I want to look at the want to take a look at the rules because starting March eighth, we're going to do our in depth previews for the twenty twenty three Major League Baseball season. But I want to talk to you about some of the new rules that are in place for the new season, and I want to start with the pitch clock. 
I think the pitch clock is going to be tremendous for this game. So here's what the new pitch clock rule states. With nobody on base, you have 15 seconds to throw the pitch. And if you're the batter, you have to be in the batter's box within seven seconds or you would be called an automatic strike. Call for an automatic strike. Conversely, if you don't pitch within 15 seconds, you would get charged with an automatic ball. Now, I would imagine maybe first time you get a warning, uh, especially with the newness of the rule. Um, yeah, maybe some younger pitchers are used to it because it was in the minor leagues over the last uh, you know over the last couple of years. But still, there's going to be a lot of adjustments made. Because I would say at least 75% of the league did not pitch within the 15 seconds. I would say maybe even 80% of the league failed to pitch within the the 15 seconds that you would be allotted this year. You know, when you look at their stats from last year. So 15 seconds with nobody on base and with with with, um, with men on base, you get 20 seconds. You get an additional five seconds with runners on base. And remember, with runners on base, you get two disengagements. You're allowed two disengagements. So what that means is you're allowed to step off the rubber or throw over to the base that the runner occupies twice. If you do that a third time, you have to pick off the runner or the runner is awarded the next base. For example, you throw over twice the first base. You throw over the third time and he's safe. Runner is awarded second base. You know, and what I like about the third time rule, about if they throw over a third time, you have to be thrown out. It it still could discourage guys from taking these massive leads. Because, yeah, you you could get picked off. And cost your team an out. You know, it's it's not like, he, all right, he throws over twice. Now he can't throw over at all, and you could just take a free set. You could take a free base. It's not how it works. So, these are some rules within pitching that I could get behind. And the seven seconds for the batter, get in the box. You don't need to mess around with your batting gloves. You don't need to go for a walk in between pitches. Come on. Stay in the batter's box. You know, and that's that's a big reason why the game has changed. Because if you watch an old game from the 1970s or the 1980s, and I know that's 40, 50 years ago now at this point. But guys stayed in the batter's box. They were ready to go. The game moved. And you know, games would end in two, two and a half hours. You're gonna start to see that this year. You really are. Between the two minutes, now one thing that's not going to change from the new day, new age to the old age is the two minutes between uh, between innings because of the uh, television commercial. That you know, understand you got to you got to build that in. But at the same time, you know, get in the box and get and get ready for your at bat. So I'm I'm a big fan um, of that rule. The next rule is the pizza boxes, or as Alex Cora calls them, or the new larger bases. Um, I'm kind of indifferent on this rule. 
Uh, I don't really have a problem one way or the other. But, you know, it, it's supposedly for safety. Um, you know, collisions. Um, turning double plays. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think I'm going to have... I'm, I don't think I'm going to notice it enough to really have any kind of issue with it. So, it's, 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 a, it's a fine rule. Let's put it that way. It's a fine, fine rule. So, going into this year, I really believe that speeding up the game is going to attract more viewers. I really do, because it's going to move. This game is going to move. So, um, and with it moving, you know, it's, it's going to be watchable. Also, you have the shift restrictions. No more three to a, three to a side of the field. You have... You could only have two players on either side of two players on either side of second base. So, yes, there are going to be ways to manipulate that. Like you could move your like if you're trying to shift against a left-handed hitter, you could move your shortstop to closer to second base as long as he stays on the left side of the infield where he belongs. Um so, I like this, and one thing we're no longer going to see is the bunt to the third base. So, bunting, guys would just get a, basically get a free infield hit if they would, you know, if they would shift and guy just hits it to... The, le- the opposite side. It would just be a free base hit. That's no more. And, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of bang-bang plays at first base. Um, I think that we're going to see more defense. But I, I still don't know if this is going to change the number of strikeouts. Um and uh, one of the things I'm reading on MLB stories on MLB.com is, is the, the shift restrictions have increased batting average and decreased strikeouts in the minor leagues. I think that's fascinating. I think that's fascinating. We'll see if we'll see if um, batting averages go up in 2023. Uh, one of the things I also saw w- was that last year 14 teams batted under 240 like as a whole 14 teams batted under 240 whereas i think as recently as like 10 years ago nobody batted under no team averaged under 240 so and I, and i think i think the all or nothing nature of the game has really um made that happen so We'll see. I think the shift is going to have a positive impact on batting averages. But there are still going to be plenty of guys who are going for the downs. or are going to be trying to hit home runs. And, you know, 
are still going to be that traditional all or nothing kind of player. So it that that's going to be something you know and I don't watch a ton of spring training, but I will be watching a little bit of spring training cuz I'm interested in some of the new rules, you know, the adjustment guys make to adapt to these new rules and you know, if they can adjust to these rules, you know, how does it impact their game? And how much better can they get? And here's one of the things from and here's one of the things uh from results. Bigger bases this this is from 2022 in the minor leagues. Bigger bases resulted reduced injury events near the base by more than 13% in the minor leagues. So you're seeing a positive impact on you're seeing a positive impact on all of these in the minor leagues. You know, um we'll see how you know, and as for the pitch timer, it helped res- it helped reduce game time by 25 minutes in the minor leagues. We were over 3 hours on average. We were we were over three hours, on average, across Major League Baseball last year. So, will it help? Will it not? I think it will. I, I really do. Now, for somebody who likes to go to baseball games, now I'm going to be leaving. Um, now I'm going to be leaving the games a little bit earlier, which not a fan of, but whatever. You know what? The game moves. It's going to be more pleasurable for those on TV. And look, we need you need more viewership, less time in between at bats, less messing around. Viewers will be less inclined to turn it off. So before we get to a couple of other items, here's if in case you forgot. Here are some players, some big-time players who have changed teams this offseason. Starting with Trey Turner. Obviously, was a longtime Washington National. Got traded to the Dodgers um, mid-2021. Spent last season with the Dodgers as well. And now with the Philadelphia Phillies. And... He was he was notably the biggest, you know, free agent on the market. And, you know, you had another year of shortstops on the market. He was one of them. Correa obviously brought himself back to the market. Ends up staying with the uh, Twins after some interesting negotiations with the press conference being canceled with the Giants to Steve Cohen signing him to a mega deal. Um, to now um, resigning with the Twins. You have Xander Bogarts, who is now with the San Diego Padres in 2023 after a long time with the Boston Red Sox. Justin Verlander goes from the Astros to the Mets this offseason, uh, replacing Jacob DeGrom, who went from the Mets to the Rangers. You have Dansby Swanson 
one of the one of the main shortstops on the market, leaving the Braves and going to the Chicago Cubs. We mentioned uh, Rodon earlier going to the Yankees after the last couple of seasons with the Giants. Um, Andrew Benintendi, longtime Red Sox, was with the was with the Royals early last year before going to the Yankees, and now is with the the Chai Sox. Wilson Contreras bolts to a division rival, goes from the Cubs to the St. Louis Cardinals, and you know when and when we talk about the NL Central, we talk about the Cardinals lineup. I mean that's going to be a formidable. Middle of the order. We mentioned Nathan Avaldi joins Texas's rotation. And how about this one? Jose Abreu um, goes from the White Sox to the Houston Astros. And how about one of, one of the better closers of the 21st century? Kenley Jansen goes from the Atlanta Braves. Spent one year with the Atlanta Braves. And signed a two-year deal with... The Boston Red Sox. So, those are just some. Those are just some of the moves that teams have made this off season. Now, I want to get to this. So, this MLB stories is, is tremendous. Um, so now, this is odds via FanDuel as of today, February twenty second, two thousand twenty three. The 2023 World Series odds. Checking in at number 10 with 20 to 1 odds, the St. Louis Cardinals. Checking in at number 9 with 18 to 1 odds, the Seattle Mariners. And I know a lot of people are on the Mariners bandwagon after last year. Rookie of the year, Julio Rodriguez. Um, What a tremendous year that they had. At number 8, the Toronto Blue Jays, 15 to 1. Again, all the hype over the last couple of years, you would think they would win something. Well, they haven't yet. And the Blue Jays are in one of those make-or-break seasons, uh, in, in my eyes. At number seven, the defending National League champion Philadelphia Phillies. Um, they're 14-1. to And yes, they're going to be missing Bryce Harper for the first half of the year as he went under UCL uh, Reconstruction surgery, Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, once he gets back in the lineup, the lineup will be lethal. I mean, he'll probably be resigned to a lot of DHing again, but his bat in the lineup, regardless, just makes that much of a difference for the Philadelphia Phillies, and they're going to be every bit the the threat this year in the National League. Um, at number six, you have the San Diego Padres, the team that the Phillies beat in the National League Championship Series, sitting at ten to one odds. And in my eyes, they're they're one of the best teams in the National League. And, you know, they are going to... I think this could be the year that they overtake the Los Angeles Dodgers and win the National League West. Spoiler alert. Maybe. We'll see what I do when I make my official predictions. But, with that being said, 10-1 to odds for the Padres. You know, you gotta gotta love what they're doing and, and and how they're building their roster. Now we got a tie, a, a multi multi way tie for third, at eight to one, and that's the Atlanta Braves, the defending National League East champions. 
obviously the 2021 world champions they are going to be they are going to be a force they have the same odds the new york mets also 8 to 1 the mets also won 101 games a year ago unfortunately they were they were resigned to the wild card round because of the tiebreaker and the Braves winning the season series 10 to 9 also checking in tied for third the new york yankees and with the addition of Carlos Rodon, we'll see um, how much better the Yankees could get. Because I don't feel like their lineup has really gotten all that better. You know, their rotation, clearly. Um, you add a guy like Rodon, you know, you get significantly better in the rotation. But the lineup, to me, leaves a little bit to be desired. And number two, you got the Los Angeles Dodgers. Seven and a half to one. I don't know if I agree with this. I thought this offseason... Now, granted, they are a tremendously talented bunch. They are very, very talented. And yes, they lose Trey Turner in the offseason. They lose Gavin... I'm sorry, Corey Seager the year prior. And I just don't know how they're... To me, their pitching leaves a lot to be desired. You know, you're still missing Walker Bueller. Maybe late in the year you're going to look at getting uh, Walker back. You know, obviously you have the veteran Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias. Um, but you got great years from Tyler Anderson and Andrew Haney, and both of those guys are gone. So you're going to have to rely on Ty- uh, Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May. A lot of talent there. Bullpen leaves a lot to be desired as well. Um, I'm not so sure about that. And the number one team is the defending champs, the Houston Astros. Uh, despite losing Justin Verlander, um, I believe that they're going to be just fine. Um, they're going to be right there yet again for a World Series title. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And first of all, but first, you know, we're going to have the month of, we're going to, in the month of March, we're going to have the World Baseball Classic for the first time in six years. Obviously, I believe there was supposed to be one in 2020. Um, obviously canceled due to the pandemic. Here are the, here are the teams. I'm not going to break down the rosters. In Pool A, you have the Chinese tape, uh, Taipei, you have the Netherlands, you have Cuba, and you have Italy. Oh, and you have, uh, pa- you have Panama as well. Pool B, so five teams in the pool, which is usually four, so that's a little weird. I guess it's four, I guess it's four, uh, four pools of five instead of five pools of four. In Pool B, you have Japan. Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. Pool C. You have the United States, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. Pool D. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, 
Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. So all this begins March 11th, and throughout the month of March, yeah, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you abreast at what's going on with the World Baseball Classic. Um, lots of great players um, are joining, especially you know guys like Mike Trout are joining the Team USA hunt for another title after they won in 2017. Um, look, I love baseball, so I will certainly be into the World Baseball Classic, especially the Team USA games, but it's great, you know, and it's great to be back uh, for the first time in 2023. Um, you know, there will be more baseball banters, you know, as we get going. Um Coming March, we'll be on in every you know twice a week schedule while we're back producing baseball banters. For now, we get you back with a little look back at the off season. We broke down some of the rules today. Um, you know, we, we talked about the World Baseball Classic. So lots of good, you know, lots of good stuff going on here. So, you know, it's it's getting closer there. And you know what? It's not been the worst, knock on wood, it's not been the worst winter in the world here in the Northeast, here in New York. But, um, you know, it's it's getting real. Spring is spring is coming. So, so for this edition of Baseball Banter, uh, I'm Justin Ginelli. I'll talk to you next, probably next Wednesday. So we will uh, get ready for some spring training games. So... You can catch me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. You catch me every Friday on Sportswire Radio with Tom Bryce and the gang every Friday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, also, this is on Sokoa Media as well. So wherever you get your podcasts, go check it out. Go give this a download, Baseball Banter. And you can find me on Twitter at JGNLE12. And the Baseball Banter Twitter page is at B-Ball Banter SM. Let's have some conversation and let's get ready for the new season. Have a good night.